0: Welcome back to Into the Light, A Different Life Story, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Another fantastic day for an interview. Today, I've got Judy Polston with me. Julie is a magical revolutionary. And she is a woman who <sighs> asks the simple question, who were you before the world told you who you should be? And that is such an intriguing question that is so worthwhile answering uh, and why that is. Are we going to have Julie on our, our podcast here today? So before you do, go into the nitty-gritty, I know you're poised to hear her. Press that subscribe button down there. Press it and tell your friends after the show. And maybe leave a comment on something like that that has, that has really tickled your fancy, rattled your cage. And so that, that people might learn from you as well as from us. So, Julie, welcome to my show. I'm so pleased to have you here. on.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I was so excited for this because any time that I get to share like my journey or some of my thoughts, because our stories are so important that when I had this opportunity, I was like, yes, please click subscribe right there. I'm all in. <laughs>
0: that's good and and we both are living lives nowadays that that are full of passion we both had dreams that we turned into visions by being crystal clear and then turned them into missions by actually putting steps in to to action to everyday use little steps baby steps but with the compound interest of time, we are now having a ball of a time. And therefore, it's cool. I've got another like-minded person there. And <laughs> it's beautiful. We are both the same age. So we're both about 27. Again and again Yay. and again. <laughs> yeah. No, do, do we want to be 27? No, no, no. no. But let's, let's, so since you, you're talking about uh, being young, and being, um, you know, going to the time before the world told you what you ought to be, what did you want to be? Who do you want? Did you want to be when you were a, a young, a young lessie?
1: It's so funny because here's the thing: is that as, as parents, we always ask our kids, "What do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be?" and I think that, and it's generational because our parents and all adults always ask you, what do you want to be when really it's about who do you want to be and what do you want to do? Like what I wanted to do is even as a young age, as a young girl, I always put on plays and I was always in front of people and making people laugh. And, and I have never been scared of being in front of people. So I knew that I wanted to be on stage in some semblance or form, you know, I used to put on plays with my stuffed animals, my horses, you know, I would be out there with a sword and I would be riding and, you know, all of that when I was young and, and then the world told me that that's not possible, you know, and, and well-meaning adults would say, oh, well, why do you want to do that? Not many people make money doing that. Or, you know, don't you want to go, you know, to college? Or don't you want to do this? And don't you want to do that? And so when I was little, hearing that that's not, why would you want to do that? Or those things that we, we don't mean to do this as adults. When we do that to children, all of a sudden, we tell our children that that dream isn't a reality. When in actuality, your dreams are given to you because source, I call it Gus, God, universe, spirit, or source, whatever you want to call it. Gus gives you a dream. And as a child, you remember it because you're so connected. But as you get older, you lose the connection. It's like being on a cell phone and getting out of range. You know, you start it starts spinning and you you lose that connection of really what you sets your soul on fire. And so my whole journey, especially in the last year, has been reclaiming that inner fire, reclaiming that who I wanted to be and stepping into it and owning it. So that's been my mission. And that's why I say magical revolutionary because it's time to reclaim your magic.
0: Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful mindset. And... You said that this journey started about a year ago. What was the catalyst? What was what drove you to that?
1: <laughs> well, I call it the, the trifecta of unfortunate events. So COVID hit, I was an educator for a Fortune 500 company here in the States. And I was driven in the house because we got locked down. And um, I have a little bit of a big personality. And I don't know if you noticed that or not. And, uh, a little bit, and so slightly sarcastic, but I got stuck in my house. And for me, my job was out and about teaching and training and doing all that kind of stuff. So being stuck in my house, turned me into this wretched human being that was very, um, had a lot of animosity and a lot of resentment. And so eventually, uh, last July, I broke my wrist in three places which just ratcheted it up even worse. And then July, that was July 11th, August 27th. I got um, let go from my job because my communication was not probably what it could have been. Hmm. And then uh, September 15th, Hurricane Sally came through and I had three and a half feet of water in my house and I lost everything that I owned. So in that moment, I went shit I gotta get a job and so I kept trying to force myself to find a job and nothing panned out like I was applying for all these things we're in the middle of you know a pandemic and all of these things are happening and and I'm trying to force my win to job and, and nothing nothing happened and I ended up winning a contest by going live on Facebook for this woman who said she would help you build a brand and help you design whatever it is. Well, that relationship faltered, which was fine, but it brought me to another relationship with someone who is still very close to me, who I still is one of my mentors and coaches who helped me develop my brand and gave me the, I gave myself permission, but she gave me the Avenue to give permission to my voice. To be able to say that it is okay to be a coach, it is okay to be a mentor, and it is okay to guide and motivate and educate and inspire others. So that's what happened. And I've never been happier. I, I, I get up in the morning and I look forward to being able to connect with people and share my story because in sharing my story, I give permission to others to do the same and they get to figure out that, wait a minute, I'm not alone in this journey called life. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, cool. And that is that is beautiful because adversary uh, is, is, especially in 2020 and 2021, who hasn't had the ruck pulled from underneath them, who hasn't, being hit often on multiple fronts. I mean, some people started to say instead of "what the fuck," they say "what the 2020."
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the,
0: the the problem, of course, is 2021 is not much better. Actually, it is. I thought great, we're rolling over into 2021. Let's forget this year, and then yeah, the gods up there or whoever's there. I always think of of a of a Greek pantheon and and they're sitting there looking down, looking at me, and say, "Hey, look." Hey, he still thinks he's all right. <laughs> Let's show him. Okay, come on. What should we do? What shall we do? And they come up with clever ideas. So amazing, amazing. So 2021 so far has not been much better with me. Luckily, luckily, I'm actually seven years down the line from, from the bad old days. So for me, the alcohol, oh, it did its number on me uh, and in me here. And then seven years ago, I went into rehab and, and nowadays um, I'm creating a life, I'm creating, I'm working on my vision and on my missions and it's the most beautiful thing. So enough trauma again to, to have a nice long chat with, <laughs> with any counselor, uh, but at least nowadays I know the skills. And I have the skills and the expertise to just say, okay, um, yeah, time to to go to the toolkit and see what works, which combination of tricks you have to employ today to keep sane. And that's a beautiful thing because we both are in this position. We both have learned things because you were once upon a time, not in such a strong position. Are you happy to talk about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. So um, (laughs) I have almost 31 years of sobriety. um, And, you know, people talk about, oh, my God, you have that much sobriety. Oh, my gosh, you must work the steps. And oh, my gosh, you must have all this. Well, life happens on a daily basis. You can't change it. You can't control it. And if you can't do either one of those, you've just got to learn to let it go. And and you brought up something really important is, is that toolbox. And I think that through life lessons, you get the tools, you put them in your toolbox, and you even learn those lessons when you're out there practicing. And when you haven't discovered that living a life of sobriety is so much easier different. I don't say it's better. Yes. In the end, it gets better because you're not destroying your body. You're not destroying for the most part, the relationships with the people around you. It gets much different. And for me, I think that learning those tools also the platform that I have allows me to give other people the tools Hmm. and to be able to help them because I don't know about you, but when I first got sober, uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. All I knew is that I didn't, I was tired of sleeping in an alley. I was tired of, you know, traveling all over the country. I was tired of always feeling like a piece of shit every time I woke up in the morning. I was tired of my family looking at me with that look of, oh, here we go again. You know, I got tired of the, just the, The overwhelming shame and the overwhelming guilt and the overwhelming that I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be strong enough. I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. This is just who I am. And learning the tools to get out of that mindset has been revolutionary. And that when you talk about baby steps, Stefan is the, that is where it's at. It's baby steps, stir up magic. That's what stirs up the magic in your life. We're so focused on getting there, like wherever there is, we have this concept in our mind of I'm going to be happy when I get there Absolutely. but we forget that when we take little tiny baby steps even if we're just going in a circle you're stirring up magic you're telling the universe that i'm ready to move i'm ready for something different so bring it on and then all of a sudden you, you see the breadcrumbs and it's really about following the breadcrumbs and enjoying every little step to when you get there Cause you're never going to get there because something will pop up on your path and you will be like, Ooh, it's kind of like Dory in the, in, in, <laughs> in finding Nemo. It's like, Ooh, sparkly thing. Let me go down that path. And when we do that, we allow ourselves to dance with the magic of the universe. We allow ourselves to dance with the, the fantasy of what could happen if I do follow this. So it's not quit trying to get there because there doesn't exist.
0: But it helps if you're on the dance floor and not just standing on the sidelines for that you need to realize that you're ready to actually get there and for you you were sick of being sick 30 31 years ago and that was that was the most powerful place to be at that that beautiful horrible low in your life and i call it beautiful because it is, I was, I was very low, yet I was so outside of my comfort zone that I finally was able to, to recognize that people truly wanted to help me and then follow that help and then surround myself with people who knew what they were talking about and let myself being influenced in in a positive way and working on me, all these little things, but it needed to be In a place of darkness where someone shone a little light and that allowed me to transform to finally be the real authentic person and that's i think
1: we're terrified of our authenticity Mm. especially i find it in in the walls of whatever program it is that you do you know people say be authentic well, I don't know about you, but when I walked through the doors, I had no idea, number one, who I was. <laughs> Absolutely. I just knew I was, I was like sick and tired of being sick and tired, but I didn't know who I was. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know where I was going. All I knew is that I didn't want to feel this anymore. And then people were telling you, oh, be your authentic self. Be- That's bullshit. When you start, right. you don't even know who you are. So yeah. it's you. Um, it's perfect point. Find the people that are where you want to be yeah. and glom onto them. Like, death grip. I need what you have. How did you get here? And then modify it for what works for you. I
0: mean, who were the people who guided you initially? And did you continue being guided throughout your life? It's... It's...
1: It's, You know, it's funny you ask that question. And I remember walking through the doors and starting my recovery. And I... I was probably like you know you have the steps and and you follow the steps and you do these certain things and and I remember it took me almost a year before I could even get halfway towards what we call the fourth step you know you're searching moral inventory mm. where you write out all the bad things you did quote unquote whatever they're not bad things they're experiences so I remember it was almost a year and I did that and I shared it with a mentor of mine who I who I really admired <laughs> and I came back into, into a meeting and people were kind of looking at me really kind of funny. And I thought, well, what, what, what's going on? And somebody walked up to me and told me that the, my mentor had walked out the doors and and decided to go back and practice a little bit more. She wasn't quite done. And before she did that, she shared all of my quote unquote secrets with everybody that she could. What the fuck? Yeah, so my fourth step was public knowledge. And at that point in time, within a couple of months, my grandfather died. And so I knew that if I did not get my ass into a treatment facility, because I did it on my own up until then, just in and out of the doors of, of um, recovery. And then um, I, I literally checked myself in because I knew I was going to go back out and I'm slightly competitive as well. So at that point in time, it was a competition with me of like, I'm not going to go back out there. I'm not going to go because the other thing was, is I got a glimpse from other people living really good lives and they 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 looked happy mm. and it wasn't it wasn't that fake happiness it was when you looked at them their eyes sparkled mm. and when they asked you how are you it wasn't that oh hey how are you doing okay good that's good okay great well we'll see you inside it was Julie how are you mm. and allowing me to have that so I found some really cool mentors and, you know, I, I would go find the people that lit my soul on fire. Like there was something that they had hmm. that that little voice inside said, follow them, do that. I've done that since I was a little kid and I didn't understand what I was doing. Hmm. But ever since I was little, I would find people that lit my soul on fire and I would and I would gravitate towards them. And I do it now when I find people that have something that is is genuine. It's it's integrity based and it's genuine and it lights my soul on fire. I don't give a shit. I follow it Hmm. because I understand the laws of the universe enough to know that when I have clear thinking Hmm. and I've taken time to check in with me and go okay does is this a distraction or is this getting me towards my journey i follow it i don't question it and i it has made my life absolutely magical no matter all of the 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 things that have happened and trust me some of them have been for you Stefan it would create hair on your head and make it curl all at the same time <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh Even those I would not, I would not go back and change any of those experiences, but yeah, I've had quite a few people and now I surround myself with people who are where I want to be and have the information and I devour it. Mm. It's, it's almost obsessive with me. Like I just told you, I bought a book, love yourself. Like your life depends on it because it does. I buy books all the time and I devour them because I know there might only be one sentence in that book. Mm. But it's the one
0: sentence that kicks me into the next phase of my journey. Exactly. Or it's that one discussion. Or it's that one often out of the blue link with someone. I see my interviews. I see them as exactly these pearls of not wisdom. They are they're sparks of electricity because they make me think. They you might We might be saying exactly the same, yet you phrase it a little bit different. And suddenly that rephrasing makes me go, huh. And there is this revelation. There is this growth. There is another seed planted. And it is. Well, think
1: about when you were in high school. Think about when you were in school. One teacher would teach you something And you'd be like, I just don't get it. This is stupid. I don't get it. Another teacher would come in and say exactly the same thing. (laughs) And that second teacher, that light bulb went on. You're like, holy shit, I get it. Oh, my God, that's so easy. Uh And that's like when you're talking about with your guests, you hear that. It's something, it's nothing new. There's nothing new that we're talking about. The only thing different is it's a different voice with a different perspective.
0: Exactly. Exactly right. And sometimes we are, we have heard it all, but we are not in the position to really listen. Our ears are working, but our brain has enough blockages put in there that you're just not ready. And then suddenly you hear something or talk to someone, or sometimes your own voice, if you happen to be journaling. If you're actually writing things down yourself or spelling things out, i.e. a while ago, I um, I made a point of being more grateful. So every morning I made a minute of gratitude. And I typically did it in a car. So instead of cursing and swearing at other drivers um, that they didn't put the indicators on, I suddenly uh, did a minute of gratitude and I had this big cheesy grin. I completely changed myself. <laughs> But so it was sometimes me talking out loud and hearing my own voice. Wow. Okay. That implements change. And how cool is that, guys? How cool is that? If you actually can do that yourself, number one, or if you are opening yourself up, and guess what? You're doing exactly that. You're listening to Julie and me on this podcast or watching this YouTube video. This is, you're ready. You're ready to to listen. How cool is that? You are in a point, at a point where you will change. How exciting is that? You
1: choose- I love it because yeah. when, the, when the student is ready, the teacher yeah. appears. And yeah. I used to think that that was the biggest line of bullshit I'd ever heard <laughs> in my whole entire life. I was like, whatever. Yeah. But then you get to that point and you turn on the radio, there's a song that there's lyrics that you go, Oh my God, how, and you've heard that song a thousand times. You can sing it <laughs> word for word, but then all of a sudden, that one time that you no. turn it on, there's the verse that you hear that kicks you into that, that aha moment that could completely shift and revolutionize your life.
0: Exactly. And how cool is that? Ah, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Because I I was in a dark place and I started my journey and I came to the first bend in the road and there was this this new experience waiting and I went for it and wow and 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 I thought wow see I've done a month of rehab I know it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh, you're right oh exactly God, yeah. i uh, think the, that's
1: everybody well
0: exactly and uh, then, then but then i was a year into the uh, into my recovery and then i thought yeah now i really know it all and guess what guess what it does not stop and that's the exciting thing that road is windy as, as hell and but every every turn brings a new experience some of them maybe not so nice um, as with you last year um, but suddenly it all the hard work that you put in in the past pays dividends because now you have started to accumulate some more respect for yourself some more love for yourself you've actually learned to look after yourself so there will be days when you just want to curl up in bed and say fuck it and guess what instead of being angry and guilty about yourself you actually listen to your body and say okay I need a break. At the moment, I have a pity party, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't pitch oh a God. tent, there. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm so. You know, it's so funny. I, I so I have my own podcast, and I interviewed yet somebody yesterday, and we just talked about that same exact thing is that you are going to have days that you're like, we call it. And and she said, she's like, you're going to have Bridget Jones diary days where you just grab a pint of ice cream and you turn on sad movies and you lay in bed and you slob and you drool and you cry and, and you just let it all out. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, okay, well, I, I had a party. Let me clean up after all my unwanted guests that have come in and then you take mm. the lesson from it. Mm. And some of the biggest, and it sounds cheesy, I know, but some of the biggest blessings you'll ever have in your life come from the hardest lessons you've ever learned.
0: Absolutely, uh, 100% true. And that's that's why I loved what you said earlier. You wouldn't change anything in your life. And I often ask that um, my guests, if you go, if you could go back and send a message back to your younger self, what would you send back? And actually, rather than answering, what would you send back? What would you send? Hmm.
1: You know, so I, I have two answers for this. The first one is I wouldn't say a word. I wouldn't say anything because there's a movie. It's called The Butterfly Effect. It came oh, out yes. a long time ago. Oh, has yes. Ashton D. Uh, so if, if I was to go back and say, okay, little Julie, I love you. You're amazing. You are so talented. You are enough. And that little Julie heard that and she changed something, Yeah. would I be where I am right now? I agree. So, it part of me would love to go back because that's that's where I the the struggle with that external validation, with that need for that mm-hmm. external validation, and I think that a lot of people that are that struggle with recovery and and those kind of issues. Well, mm-hmm. shit, just people in general. We have been taught to take care of everything on the external, but we have never been taught how to take care of anything on the internal. And -hmm. like I shared earlier with you before we started, as little girls, especially at two years old, you're given a dolly and you're said, here's your dolly. Mm -hmm. It's your baby, take care of it. So, and if it's one of those ones that you can put the bottle and change the diapy and all that, you know, oh, do, you, do you take care of the baby. Don't leave your baby. Take care of the baby. So you're taught from a very young age, and as men, as little boys, you're taught to protect and be strong and don't cry and don't feel. And so you're taught all these things to do outside of you. Hmm. However, we are never taught how to take care of that little divine being that sits inside of us that truly is our North star and our guide point. Mm. If we were taught in school, yes, I think that algebra and all those things are important. I think it's also important that why aren't we teaching our children that it's okay to listen to that voice inside. It's Mm. okay to be able to say, you know what? I need a Bridget Jones diary day. I need a Bridget Jones day. And when we look at women, we're, you know, as far as, quote unquote, the roles of society, which I think Mm. is just crap, but whatever, the roles of society, women. You raise the children, you get a job, you come home, you cook, you clean, you do all of these things for everybody in the household. (laughs) And then you say, you know what, I'm going to go take a bubble bath. And and it's like your whole fucking world implodes. What? Mom's taking a bubble bath? Stop. Stop the presses. She's doing something and it doesn't involve us. On the male side of it, you are taught that it's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to be weak. It's not okay to struggle that you have to take care that you have to go out and earn the paycheck and you have to take care of the family. You have to support all those people in your life. And you cannot break down and say, I need a hug because God forbid that you don't look manly. And I think that those constructs of society are starting to implode. And I, I am here for it, I am all over it, and I am loving it because we're finally seeing people realizing that you are a continent away from me. And yet you and I are both human beings. We are both designed with blood and bones and all of that. But above all that, our divinity is connected and we will always be connected.
0: And it's that connection that is so beautiful. But in order to connect you, you need to figure out really more about yourself. And having said that, you can learn a lot by who you get attracted to. <laughs> Hopefully the lessons are good ones. Because it's all so hard. It is This is, this is what I want to say. There's so many things that are coming from, from that thought that you have just given me. Because... Our brain is a magic box, and not all the magic is good magic. There is some very dark magic no. there as well. So it will tell you for a long time, "Ah, oh, these guys with with whom you hang out, they are just brilliant, and they are brilliant because they are supporting your." addiction for example they are the same people so is your here your brain actively says look this is your tribe we're all having fun you're writing on your facebook you're writing funny memes about alcohol uh you know what's that's right how do you do what's a what's a um what's a meal uh without alcohol breakfast and things like that you know it's just bullshit but oh wait you're supposed to you're not
1: supposed to drink at breakfast Wait, uh, what
0: exactly no no we can change that <laughs> and only on a sunday and any other day that's ends with why so you know you get all these kind of things. so that's your brain so that's that's so we need to be aware your brain is not necessarily always your your friend and to listen to the inner voices these inner voices might actually from now and then have a rather nefarious and insidious uh background there but that's where you did the the work yourself. You have been to that low point and you have changed yourself and you have become the phoenix um in your life. You did it a few times, Julie. Oh good. And, God. And yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Multiple and, times. I think that every I think that we do that as human beings, whether we we're in recovery or not, we go through The fires of our lives and we end up in a pile of ashes and we have to figure out how to rise from that pile of ashes. We have to regain our wings. We have to use the flame of the, the fear and the doubt, because if we don't use the flame for us, that it will burn us alive. And so it's really about figuring out how to rise and figuring out okay, what would the next level version of me say in this instance? Exactly. What would next level Julie, would next level Julie spend two hours scrolling on TikTok? No, she wouldn't. Does this level Julie do it? Eh, probably more than I ought to, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but asking yourself if the next level version of me, what would the next level version of me do? be doing right now? And then do that. Whatever it is that comes to your mind, the first thing that comes into your mind, do it. Because it's sure. your next level that's dropping it in there saying, listen, we are here. We're waiting for you. You need to get rid of, because we think, like you said, those friends that support us, we they support us because once you start to change and you start to have radical growth in your life, the universe hits this spotlight on you. And what happens is it not only hits you, but it hits the people in your circle. And they don't like that because now all of a sudden they're exposed. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Okay. Well, that spotlight's hitting me. I don't like this very much. Julie, you know, I don't think you should do that because, you know, I like you the way you are. You're so nice the way you are. You don't. And they start to hold you down. It's like the crabs in a pot. You, you turn on the boiling water, you put crabs in the pot, they will pull each other down to try and get out so they don't get boiled. And that's what happens as society. We just hold on to people because if you actually make it out of the pot, yeah. you're putting a mirror up to me saying, why aren't you trying to get out of the pot? Why Indeed. are you okay with being in Indeed. the
0: pot? Indeed. And that's, but then again, let's let's fast forward. Let's say you got out of the pot. And let's say you guys were to find other people who got out of the pot. And you look around, and there you all are, bruised, battered, uh, still a bit of blood on the face and a bit of vomit from, from your story. And then you actually start working together to clean your shit up. And you're actually starting to get into a position where you Wow, okay, We can actually we can actually live a life, a beautiful, beautiful life without the behavior that we have done in the past. And it might be drugs or it might be drink or it might be gambling or it might be sex, it might be any kind of other addictive behaviors that you have done. And you're now actually pressing the pause button and you have you've changed your environment, you've changed the people you hang out with. And now, like Julie, you you sort out people from an early stage who who made your life more positive. And how about doing that in a very active way? So trying to figure out even if you if you have been shooting up drugs, well, narcotics Anonymous or or other other groups like that might be of help. If you have been in a very dark place. Nowadays with Zoom and with, with uh, our online activities, there are so many Facebook groups, there are private groups where people with very similar experiences as you are coming out in, in a protective environment and tell you no no, no no, Julie, you're not the only one who has been feeling like that. God, and you think you think that is bad. Let me tell you my story. And you suddenly think, what? Because the, honestly, your, your brain is, is, is trying to give you these lies and the, yeah. the depression lies to you, the alcohol lies to you. everything lies to you, everything tells you. no no, no, no no, it's, you're alone and, and it's all your fault and, and you should be ashamed. You should be you should feel guilt about what you have done. And no, there is no help for you. You' completely hopeless. you are a failure. And that kind of all that kind of talk, you think, oh my God. And the reality is these are these are all lies. These are absolute miserable lies. Because suddenly, if you actually accept that spotlight from universe, or <laughs> someone actually literally putting fire onto the on the on the old Phoenix, um, it will bloody well hurt the 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 old phoenix burning. But my goodness, uh, what the ashes can bring you. Is the new you. So who do you want to be? Well, and what hurts worse?
1: What, I, I, you know, you think about it and what hurts worse? Staying where you are in fear and misery and dejection and shame and Absolutely. guilt and, and all of those things? Or do you take the chance knowing that fear is a liar? There is no such thing as failure. And I've had people Mm. go, wait, whoa, did she just say there's no such thing as failure? Damn, Skippy, I did. There is absolutely no such thing Mm. as failure. Mm. Because if you do something and it doesn't work out in the way that you want it to do, who determines what failure is? You just learned a way that doesn't work. Uh, So try something new. Absolutely. You learn something in it. So how can it possibly be failure? Absolutely. There's no such thing. Mm.
0: If you let yourself accept that, and that is yeah. what you need to do, is you you are your own biggest enemy there, to oh, yeah. the the voices in your head. If you allow them to, if you actually believe these voices, then then we need to talk. We really need to talk because there is no failure. I love the way you you look at things like that. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And that is such a powerful and important statement. And these are, if many of the things that we are saying here sound like cliches or platitudes they may sound like it, but in my experience and in those of virtually everyone I've got on my show, they have very, very true cores to them. And why not let them, why not let them influence you? Why not let us influence you? what's the worst
1: thing that could happen
0: exactly like if
1: you if you live if i mean stephanie if you look at it and you literally sit there and go okay so i got road a and i got road b well i'm on road a i know where this road goes (laughs) i've been traveling it for a long time i pretty much know every bend and and it just is a circular road i don't understand it's like nascar it just keeps going left but then you have road b you have this other path over here what's the worst thing that could possibly happen you die oh okay well can can you can you that is truly the worst possible thing that could possibly happen to any of us is that you that you you start that you croak well guess what your soul gets to choose a new journey and come back and and do something different there's i i just i i i wish i would have you say that i wish i would have known that earlier that, that you can't fail because it kept me frozen for years. And it's I'm going to be totally radically honest. It still, every once in a while, terrifies me. <laughs> and I think, uh oh, well, what's that person going to say? Yeah. Wait a minute.
0: Exactly.
1: I don't see those people lining up to put checks in my bank. So, really, why do I give a shit what they're saying?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. It is. Recently, I thought uh, about you know the next step for me in my show, the next guests that I want to to have on my show. So I thought about okay, I'm I'm talking about addiction. Let's talk to the really big professors out there, the guys in the Mayo Clinic, the guys in, in, in who are who are writing about the left, right, and center. And there I was typing emails and sending LinkedIn requests and with every single one there was this kind of oh my god he's at the top of the top of the top of his game and here who am I to to approach this god and then Ugh. with every single time, with every single press, uh, the, my anxiety went up every time I pressed the send button for crying out loud. <laughs> but after after doing that two or three times, I actually thought, oh, fuck it. What actually can happen? That was exactly the question that I asked myself. And I, the, the, the first email must have taken me, I don't know, an hour to write because I was going over it again, over it again, over it again. And then finally, I pressed the button. And I actually thought, huh. Okay, no, 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 no. What could possibly go wrong? He, he, he will probably delete. That's as much as that as as can happen. Uh, he will not. You know what, what? else can he do? And what happened? Some of, well, first of all, the responses that I got back from these big boys were, "Wow, hey, that's a really that's that's cool." tell me more. Um, because no one has ever approached them to give an interview. Um, so that's number one. And so that was already positive. Um, others showed their really human side and that was positive. Um, others, they probably still haven't read their email. Uh, that's cool too. Um, did anything negative happen out of the, the last weekend where I worked around the clock to actually target some really high power people? Zilch. Absolutely, sild. Nothing bad happened. The world didn't stop turning. There was no my, and there was no lightning bolt coming down punishing me. Nothing. Okay. So, will something good come out of it? Very likely. I will have one or two or three oh, some really cool cool dudes coming on or girls coming on to my show. Hey, you know. So, mm-hmm. if there's something that you have been putting off out there that you were fearful of addressing because you you thought oh my god this is the consequences of my actions what you know I mean it threats it it scares me shitless really what are the true consequences and how do you deal with that when you come to these these kind of voices that suddenly try to overwhelm you how do you deal with an anxiety attack in response to to uh, crap that your brain tells you. Julie, what do you do when you come into such a scenario?
1: Oh, my gosh. And and for me, if I told you that that didn't happen a lot, I would be such a big liar. I'd be a liar, McLiar pants. Um, (laughs) Because this journey of self-discovery is never-ending, number one. Uh, The journey of entrepreneurship is something that's completely new to me. So I get scared shitless, like, all the time. And when I have these anxiety attacks and a hot flash comes on and I'm sitting uh, here and I'm sweating and I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I'm terrified. The first thing that I do is I breathe because when that happens, we forget to breathe. And so I'll just, I literally will sit here and go, okay. Is there a saber toothed tiger in my office?
0: <laughs> no, yep, Exactly.
1: Is there somebody breaking into my house? No. Huh. So am I in mortal danger? No. And so I literally will talk myself down. And it and and people, you, you laugh when I ask, "Is there a saber-tooth tiger in my office?" I literally ask myself that question because it breaks the the fear. Yeah. Because it makes me go. Dumbass, there's no there's no such thing as a saber-to-tiger. What the hell? Uh-huh. But it stops the the spinning, that swirling uh-huh. vortex of doom of those thoughts that just uh-huh. come in and they're like you're not good enough, you're stupid, this isn't gonna work, nobody's gonna buy it, blah 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 blah. blah. Julie, is there a saber-to-tiger anywhere near you? What? No. <laughs> so I breathe, and then I and I and I try to make friends with those voices because. The, your inner critic. I heard this um, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Your inner critic is there to protect you. Yeah. Because your inner critic was there when you were five years old and you didn't get picked for dodgeball, and you remember how that feels. Your five-year-old, your inner critic is that that seven-year-old hmm. that your that the mom said, "Why would you say that? That's stupid." your inner critic has been there as you grew up and has heard and internalizes all of the things that hurt you. Mm. So your inner critic pops up to protect you and say, Hey, listen, remember when you did that before, Mm. how that felt, you don't want to do that again. Mm. However, most of the time your inner critic is that fear. Like you said, that, that there, it doesn't, it's not there for any valid reason Because you're not in mortal danger. Mm. And since you can't fail, you have to look at what the consequences are because there's always consequences. The consequences of this action, can I Mm. handle those? Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. Or can I handle those? Uh, Yeah, no, Mm. that's Mm. not something I'm willing Mm. to have in my life or I'm willing to deal with. Mm. So then no, I'm not going to make that decision. Hmm. So that's kind of my thought process. But the first thing I do is breathe and ask if there's a saber tooth tiger. Excellent. Because I already know there's not. <laughs> I'm waiting. Somebody's going to send me. One of these days, I swear to God, Stefan, I'm going to have UPS is going to come to my door. And there's Somebody's going to send me a big saber tooth tiger. I know. So I'm going to have to <laughs> send it right back there and be like, ah. oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. but you're oh. not real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... Dotsie, you could read my mind. You could read my <laughs> mind. I was thinking, where do I get a saber-tooth tiger from?
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Where do I get a stuff-sabre-tooth
0: tiger? I know, But, oh, no, beautiful. It is, I 100% agree with you. This is, but I need to, I need to give myself that recognition. I typically, the breathing is my the very first step too actually try to calm down your heart rate, try to calm down the breathing. And then actually think, okay, right. Thank you. Thank you for this wave of anxiety. Thank you. I know you try to protect me. Thank you, body. And I'll accept it. I hear it. Uh, I know you mean well, but we are really talking about an email here. Or we are really talking about, yes, someone looked at you. Derogatory, or in a, in a way that you hated and it gave you all the the doubt in your mind that person you know is having a really shitty day and this person is making you feel bad because he himself or her himself her herself feels bad you know that you you you've you seen that is do you really want to believe what you what the the brain tries to tell you. And you know, it's these kind of things. So actually being mindful of what is happening, trying to take take your the, the camera from out of your brain and put it out there and just let you have a look. And this is such a beautiful thing. That's about the breathing, that's where it starts. So I changed my physiology uh, very much in the same way. But I uh, often enough uh, nip to the toilet, Sit in the toilet in the cubicle. Sit down, and it's just actively embrace my breathing, and it just feels so stupid. But I give myself that time out. Okay, I'll I'll I remove myself from a situation, um, which is often in my head that situation. But here you go. So, and so that works for me, Julie. You your thing works for you so for you guys out there who are listening you need to figure out okay how can you serve that wave of anxiety how can you work with with what your brain is trying to tell you how can you embrace the terror for a bit and say okay thank you very much for the message body but you really i i don't think it's it's so bad as you want me uh, want to make me believe so i think you know it is you guys need to find a way for breathing after crying out loud that's a, a big one <laughs> so and i
1: tell people it's in for four hold for four yeah out for four nice. in for four hold for four out for four and do it eight times in the eight times that you do that it literally resets your nervous system hmm. It and does. that's the hardest thing to do, because when you're in the middle of a panic attack, people tell you to breathe and you're like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's mm. in for four, hold for four, out for four. If you can't hold for four, then just come in for four, out for four mm. and count because counting distracts your brain mm. from the the hamster wheel.
0: And it's beautiful. These, exactly, 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 exactly. But that is not not stuff that you learn sort of out of the blue. It does never come to you out of the the uh, out of the deepest part of your heart. Ah, that's what you need to do now. That's what you need to practice. That <laughs> it's these are active steps. These are these are things that you need to learn, just as much if you learn a new sport or a new skill. You the first time you have been cutting um, things on a on a with a sharp knife in a kitchen board when you were a child, you oh my god it was not Julien, I assure you that, and uh, you know a new a new any other new skill first time you're crap at it, don't just give up okay? It is just you know you want to learn something and it will take you time. It's the same with new coping mechanisms, and you, be be. Prepared to be perfectly imperfect. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hold my 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 breath till four. Oh my god, I'm a failure. Who the fuck cares? Just take this breath. Take another <laughs> and, breath. Yeah, so I try, try again. You know how try often again. it's like if if your little toddler learns how to ride a bike and and she toddles along there on the other bike and falls over. What do you say? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's it. No more. No more bike for you. You fell over. That's it. No. What about walking? If you know, baby takes the first steps and he ends up on his ass. Nope. Sorry. That's clearly not for you. Okay. No. No. No more walking. You will not walk for the rest of your life.
1: Really? I say that. That's so funny that you said that because I have said that so often. It's like if my kids were like, "Oh, I can't do." Because when we were little, oh, I fell down. Your, your parents didn't go, oh, well, that's it. No, more are walking free. I am not going to carry my 28 year old six foot three, 240 pound kid around. Get off your ass and just get back up and do it again. Do it again. Do it again.
0: Exactly.
1: And I think if we could adapt that from a child's perspective, because a child doesn't understand that they can't walk. They just know that they're, they they want to do something. They see somebody out there doing it. Hmm. So I'm going to figure out how to do it. If we could go back to that little two-year-old and be like, well, yeah. Okay. So I fell. So I scraped my knee. So I bruised. Okay. You didn't die. It's okay. (laughs) You're going to be okay.
0: Exactly. Oh, truly, There are so many, many similarities and it's, it's strange. It is. We both have led such different lives yet we have come okay. to so many of the same conclusions and we are both at the same place in our our life we are uh, you know we are ready to to share what we are doing and to to keep ourselves sane and and to to be to be our true authentic selves and with that mean it to really know who we are learn about us and But we're also ready to share. And that is so, so beautiful. So I'll do that with my, with my uh, Into the Light, my show uh, on and YouTube and, and podcast. You have got your own show. Tell us a bit about your own show because you're sharing all your, your information there. You've got your own guests. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah.
1: So my, my podcast is Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life the feminine rising. Um, I do, I interview, um, women that have been in the absolute ashes in some of the worst positions ever and how they've risen and how they have regained their divine inner Phoenix mm. and how have they rediscovered or be on the journey of rediscovering. Cause I don't think you ever get to the point where you're like, Oh, I've rediscovered myself. I can croak. Now it's, I don't think you ever get to that point. I think it's a journey of always rediscovering because you find something you like, or you find something you don't like. But, um, and then I also talk about my own journey. Um, one of my favorite people is Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and she talks about shame. And, and I think that if we don't tell our stories, like you have your podcast and into the light where once you stand in the light, and you don't have secrets anymore. There's nothing that people can shame you for because now your secrets, this, the only shame is because we hold these secrets because we're so scared of what somebody else is going to say about us or think about us. Or so my podcast, I'm, I'm very transparent about it. Um, I have amazing guests on there and a lot of, a lot of times, um, you know, I end up with clients, because uh, I do one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching for women, and and I end up having a lot of women that contact me and they're like, okay, so I need what you have. How do I get it? <laughs> and so <laughs> I work I work with a a, a lot of women that way. Um, but for me, it really has been a journey in telling my story because. Stefan, when you tell your story, you give permission for people to stand up and say, me too. I did that. That happened to me. And you give people permission to understand that they're never going to be alone, that Mm. there's always somebody that has gone through something. It might not be exactly, Mm. but it's been something very similar. So when we stand in our truth and when we stand in our power and we say, this happened to me, Mm. no matter how Embarrassing or humiliating or tragic or devastating, it is when we share all of that. We give other people permission to shine their own light and we become that beacon to those that are sitting in a bottle or sitting in the ashes or sitting with, you know, whatever the addiction is. It doesn't matter what the addiction is, addiction is addiction. friend of mine said it's like the whack-a-mole game you whack down this mole and it pops up someplace else so Uh, i mean your addiction is like a whack-a-mole game it's going to pop up someplace else and if you don't think uh, that that's not accurate get sober and then look at your life what else are you doing are you shopping where where else is your addiction popping up in that game um so that's that's pretty much what i do that's how that's what my podcast was designed for Mm. is to give people voices
0: And guys, have a look down there, all her social media handles and uh, the, the podcast is down there in the description of the video and in the description of the podcast. And whilst you're down there, you might as well press that subscribe button so that you know a little bit more when new things come out. And I've got some fantastic guests lined up. It is this, we are all on a journey and I will not stop anytime soon because this 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 beautiful path shows me revelations at every turn and 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 every day is bringing me new revelations for myself, for new guests who are popping into my life, people therefore, who make my life richer. And that's such an amazing journey. Uh, i wouldn't I wouldn't stop it for anything in the world. And uh, guys, come along for the ride. And in, uh, be infused, be be ready to do that one tiny little baby step today. You don't need to move a mountain, okay? You just do one little tiny baby step in which you will start taking control of your new life, of, of trying to create this, this picture of who you want to be. And if you don't know, if it's also overwhelming, start with one little thing. That might be that after this this listening to this talk, you have a big glass of water and say, actually, I wanna rehydrate. Cool, well done. That was one cool thing you did. You say you wanna eat healthier, but you don't know how to do it. And you have a sandwich there. Well, get some salad and just put some salad onto the sandwich that you've got. Just put it in there. One leaf, just one leaf. It doesn't matter how big the leave us. <laughs> so, <laughs> suddenly you've actually had something healthy. And you think, huh, that wasn't so hot. <laughs> and so, okay, so it's little tiny baby steps. And before you know it, they start growing and you get into the momentum. And it feels strange not to take a step because you're actually starting to walk and it feels good. And hey, that's your journey. It's waiting and for celebrate- you. And celebrate.
1: Everything. Here's the thing is that people think that 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 they should only celebrate like the monumental things. Once you start celebrating every little single thing in your life, even if it's stupid, like I I take my dog for a walk and I find a penny, you would think that I just found a million dollars because I'm like, oh my god, I found a penny. This is the best thing ever. I find money all the time. And then it starts this mantra in my head. So (laughs) for those that are listening, if you drink a glass of water, you're like, oh well, I Great, Stefan told me to drink a glass of water, so I did. Oh, <laughs> celebrate that because that's one thing that you did that's new. Celebrate everything. Dance in your kitchen. Celebrate. Do whatever it is, but celebrate in a healthy way. Uh, in a
0: healthy way. That's the caveat. In a healthy way. <laughs> so true. So true, guys. So I hope today gave you a chance to to reevaluate your own life because you have seen Julie getting her shit together. And we gave you so many nuggets of information based upon the true, the true life lessons that we have learned. And we've, we have learned on the hard way. So uh, you are starting on a really good good forefoot because you're, you're trying to prevent having to, to work the hard way. You're actually listening to someone who has been there and who is now a little bit ahead of you on your path. And that's exactly the people that you want. So find out who is your tribe, surround yourself with people that infuse you, and let you grow into the person that you truly want to be. So find out who you want to be, not what you want to be. And that will be a journey of a lifetime. And one day come back to julie and me and tell us bloody hell hey that's what i've achieved we would love to hear from you um because it is a labor of love for us we are spending our time here and uh, because we we so strongly believe that we can make a difference by just sharing who we are and being honest uh, about our journey so yes so guys take action take tiny action steps or bigger steps if you're already a bit ahead, but go out there, make this world a little bit better, one little step at a time for yourself. And very soon, you going to be becoming the, the phoenix rising out of the ashes. Soon you become the light and the darkness of someone else. And that is beautiful. That is beautiful. So Julie, I'm so so grateful that you came onto my show today. Uh, it was uh, so humbling and so it was it was so beautiful because you, as I said, you you made me think quite a few times, and that is what more can I possibly ask for? So Julie, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I this has been one of the most enjoyable afternoons I've had in a long time. I'm very honored and very grateful. Thank you. Cool.
0: And you guys out there, look after yourself and stay strong. Hey. Okay? Bye. Bye.